0: Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor, Jamie Miller. So last week we talked about being filled with Jesus and the kingdom message, and we talked about the gospel of the kingdom i got veins in my neck and got all excited preaching that to you guys right and as we start today we want to keep the overview of mark in mind because it's it's not just one off things it's the whole it's the whole gospel and we can't just read straight through the 16 chapters you know in in one sitting, but we're trying to keep a hold and, and, and have our hands on what is the big purpose here? What's going on? And last week we talked about the story of God. We talked about how the image of God was marred and broken in the fall. And so Jesus is coming to restore that image, to restore that glory, and to make things right. That's what Jesus is doing in the midst of all of this. And being filled with him, like we talked about last week, and his message is how that happens. And we want to live that out. And so this week we're talking about embodying the message, walking it out in a, in a live, life-giving way. And what's happening in the Gospel of Mark, part of this overview stuff is how many times it's just, it's fast-paced, it's moving, it's boom, boom, boom. Twelve times in English he says, Immediately. And 39 times that underlying word for immediately is used in other ways as soon as. And then they suddenly and then they went and did this. And so it's it's a it's a fast-paced moving deal and it's like it's like time is being compressed in this gospel because at the beginning, you know the announcement Jesus is here and then the baptism and what happens at the baptism? <laughs> Heaven is torn open and this proclamation that this is the Son of God. This is my Son whom I love, and with Him I'm well pleased. And then He goes out and starts announcing the kingdom. And then at the end of the gospel, what's torn open? The the, the, the curtain between the holy place and the most holy place in the presence of God. Heaven is released on earth, in and through the life, ministry, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ, who is proclaimed with power to be the king and the true Lord of the entire world through his resurrection from the dead. That is the truth. That is good news. That is the truth. And so this gospel then is announced. And we've talked about this a lot around here, but a gospel that actually makes sense when you tell it in the big story. And the gospel is that the time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. And that's the short version of it, but then all of this gospel, all of the gospels are the gospel. It's not just, you know, it's not just the, the soundbite of it in 1 Corinthians 15, that he, he died and was raised for our sins. That's true, but it's according to the scriptures. It's according to the whole big story that, that is focused in on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But it's, it's all of that. It's all of our brokenness and story and what he came to redeem and make whole and make right. Jesus is embodying the kingdom of God then in this passage. And he's, he's showing us what it looks like to be on the journey. He doesn't arrive. He makes stops along the way. And that's like our life. We're on on the journey. We make stops along the way. Sometimes we're going to do something and we get sidetracked with something that's actually God. And then kind of keep going. That's that's life. That's life in the kingdom. So there's this demoniac, this guy possessed, oppressed by the devil. Jesus sets him free. There's this woman with an issue of blood for 12 years. And Jesus heals her and removes that shame from her. There's a, a little girl who's sick and is dying and dies, and Jesus raises her from the dead. So all of that's going to be happening. And I tell you, this message, I think, is really relevant for right now, for today. I really, it just hit me. I wasn't super expectant Mark 5. I just was, I had a lot of stuff going on, and I got to it on Wednesday and Thursday, and started thinking about it. I was like, this is for right now. This is a message for people that have been in a pandemic, This is a message for people that have been harassed, oppressed, Uh under the thumb of just the different schemes of the powers and the principalities and the, the, the enemy that's at work in our lives. This is for anyone who has felt or is feeling the pain of bondage, addiction, isolation, darkness. Shame, sickness, and or death. That's pretty relevant, right? It's like, whoa, wow, all that's going on there. All of that is going on there. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants to tell lies about God and get us to believe lies about God. Uh, That's not the way. You're actually like this and accuse God. And when we do that, that's the fall, by the way, is accusing God, believing a lie about God. When we believe a lie about God, we can't receive his love and we can't receive his love, we start getting wrong ideas about ourselves and how we are going to find significance or how we are going to find meaning or how we are going to get filled up or what we need to do or keep doing or what starts off as a good thing and gets way out of balance in our lives. Anybody feel that way during the pandemic? Something that was good got out of balance? I mean, it's good to watch a show from time to time. It's maybe less good to binge on that show and just watch it around the clock. I started off with the lightest one I could. <laughs> so, yeah, entertainment, our phones, just anybody feel like I have I been looking at this too much? Or how about how about food? Have I ever done food any or alcohol or medicines even that are good medicines that have gotten out of balance? in our lives. So just trying to be real practical here. And I read through this passage and I thought, man, this is a, this is a right here, right now word. It's a right here, right now word. And I think that everyone is going to identify with something in what we're about to talk about. Either we're hurting and we need to receive it, or we've had a breakthrough and we need to share it. And chances are, we're, we're both. I just find that I'm mostly both. I'm mostly not dancing through the fields of absolute breakthrough. And I'm mostly not dancing through the depression of Jesus had not saved me yet. He saved me, is saving me, and will save me. And so I'm, I'm in process. I'm like Nowen says, I'm a wounded healer. You know, there's, there's a brokenness in me. Those who know me know I'm not running around saying I got it all together. And it's healthy for us to recognize that we're in process on the journey. Little of both. So here's the main thing today is that God is calling us to follow Jesus and embody the kingdom of God in the journey of life, especially right now. So we can do that, right? I got three things from this passage here in Mark 5 today. And the first one is this, embody the kingdom of God on the journey means freedom. So let's read this together. And we are going to read through the whole chapter, and it's going to go so fast, it's going to blow your minds. Lord, give us light as we read your word today. Illuminate this for everyone in the room and for everyone worshiping online. In the name of Jesus. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day, he, uh, night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him, and he shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion. He replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send him out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. And the demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission. And the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank and into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened about the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. And then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who'd been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, go to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And so the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and the people were amazed. All the people were amazed. So this is the word of God, and we say, thanks be to God. Amen. So this this passage is wild. I mean, I, I read that first passage and and those first few verses, the first paragraph reads like a horror story. I mean, if you, I was trying to imagine it, and it was actually kind of frightening as far as frightening scenes in the Bible goes. This is probably one of them. I some other battle. There's there's probably others. We could argue about that. I'm sure. Have a have a conversation. <laughs> um. Yeah, It's like Ephesians is the Mount Everest of the New Testament. I know there's other opinions. But, uh, but I mean, I read those first few verses and I was just like, whoa, that is, that is frightening. And that is complete dehumanization of the image of God that this guy was made to be. He is completely dominated by the power of the devil. And Jesus brings him from bondage to freedom and from a an chaos to peace. You know, and that's what God does. He brings peace to the chaos of our lives. And man, we've been through it. And I want to be clear. This is a picture of what Satan wants to do. And this is a picture of what Jesus wants to do. You know, and I just was thinking about like Jesus doesn't want to torture you. And I mean, I was just, I was meditating on that, and I just was struck. I just, you know, you're the son of God. In God's name, don't torture me. Now, that's what fallen, broken, lost, believing a lie about God humanity thinks about God, is that you're going to torture us. God, you want to you torture us. And so, so Jesus is, he hears that from that guy, And, But he doesn't want to torture him. He wants to heal him. He wants to set him free. He wants to bring liberation into his life. He wants to bring freedom into his life. He wants to set us free from the bonds of sin and from the bonds of addiction and from bondage in general. And he wants us to live in his life and not be living in our pain all the time, not be living in our trauma all the time not be living in our addictions, not be living in the lies. Does this make sense? I mean, what a good, like, thank you. Like, who who needs to receive that? I I need to receive that. And who needs to share that? I want to share that. That's good news. We are stepping, you guys, out of a dark time. But hear me, we are stepping out. We are stepping out by the grace of God. He's bringing us from bondage to freedom. And he's bringing us from sickness to health. And so that's that next one here. Embody the kingdom on the journey also means healing. So verse 21. So it's kind of a story within a story here. He's headed to the Jairus's daughter, but then something else happens on this. That's the second point I want to make here. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat To the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded with him earnestly, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. And so Jesus went with him, and a large crowd followed and pressed around him. A woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered under... Uh, She suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet she was getting worse. Instead of getting better, she she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. And immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding around you and against you, the disciples answered, and yet you could ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Okay. Okay. So what's going on here is you've got this woman, like, not unlike the demonized guy, who is living in isolation. He's by himself out in the tombs. She's by herself, even though she's with others, because she's unclean. And just the, the pain of that sickness, being unclean, being bleeding for 12 years, and in that society, it meaning that she's unclean and can't be in full fellowship or full community with others. That's isolation. And what Jesus does when he heals her, he gives her back. Well, he removes her shame and he gives her back dignity. I mean, it's part of who we are as image bearers. We are to walk in the dignity that God gives us. But you know there's it's it's one thing when Jesus dies for our sins and we can if there's guilt in our lives we can go lord i confess that thank you for the blood of jesus and be forgiven shame though is more of a it's just it's more overarching it's just it's like on us i i feel the burden of shame i'm i not just the things i did but i am not worthy you know what i'm saying that's that's the heaviness this heavy wet cloak of shame that's on her life. And again, it's dehumanizing. It's making her less than she's supposed to be as an image bearer of the great God of love. And so Jesus embodies the kingdom of God and heals her and he restores her to dignity and he restores her to community and he restores her to life. And this is good news. Again, it's, you know, he's embodying the kingdom means freedom and it means healing The word there for healing is the same word that we use for life and salvation and healing and wholeness. Sodzo is the word in Greek, sodzo. And that's what he's doing with her. He's bringing healing, wholeness, salvation, and life. Amen. So then the last one there is embody the kingdom on the journey means life. Literally, life from the dead. While Jesus was still speaking, verse 35. Some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And when they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. And he came in and said to them, why all the commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in there where the child was. And he took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha Ka'um, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. And at this, they were completely astonished. They gave strict, he gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. So uh, this is wild, you know, on, on so many levels and awesome and glorious. But, you know, it's like he says, don't tell anyone about this. I mean, things are starting to heat up right now. He's been proclaiming the kingdom of God and basically saying, I'm the king who's come back. I'm the Messiah who's come back. And now he's raising people from the dead. This gets back to Herod or to the Jewish leaders. It's starting to get dangerous because he's going to be taken seriously as a threat to the current established rule in the land. It's, it's a big deal. And it even caught me just like, they don't use the Aramaic phrase very much. But I mean, I think my understanding is the way this flows was that Peter was there. It's just a detail. He was there. He heard Jesus say, Talitha koum you know and mark who's translating for peter writing this gospel in rome to the romans at the time it goes broader than that but it's just a it's a cool detail in the midst of this story and what jesus does for her is what he's ultimately going to do this is a foretaste of the life he's going to bring for all of us the resurrection life and all of these stories I want to start pulling these stories together all of these stories show us what love looks like, because this is the kingdom of love. God is the God of love. That's what he was doing before the creation, before eternity, before but in eternity, before creation, he is the God of love. The father is the lover. The son is the beloved. The spirit is the fullness of that love shared in communion. You know, and so that's who God is. That's his identity. And so when his broken image bears, there's a mess and it's like, no, you know, no to that is God coming and stepping in to make things right. He's coming to make things right. Each of these stories, you can't look at the king, Jesus in this story and it not be overlaid with the story of the cross because this king is going to be crucified. He's going to the cross. And it's it's just amazing to me as I'm just thinking about that in the last few days, how, this, how the cross pulls these stories together. Remember, we started off by saying heaven is torn open. The curtain is torn open at the end. It's like this is what heaven is like to make things right. And the atonement then, this is Scott McKnight's definition, the atonement is Jesus identifying with us so that we can be incorporated into him. So he comes and he he takes, he steps into the darkest part of our darkness in order to take us with him and put a death to that stuff. Goes into the tomb and then is raised on the third day by the power of God so that we can be incorporated into his life. And it's just, you know, so this, the cross is looming in these stories. You've got, this guy out in the tombs out of his mind screaming cutting himself with rocks just, just in pain. You know, just it's it's a horrible scene and yet what does Jesus do? They take him outside of the city to the tombs. They put him on a cross where he's isolated and he dies a death but first he's scourged with a whip that has stones in it where his flesh is cut. And it's like he's it's like he's taking that guy on himself and his pain and his suffering. You know, all of that. And then and then the woman, all of the shame and the bleeding, Jesus is bearing the shame, bearing our shame. And 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 taking it on himself, even the, the bleeding and the pain and the isolation and the cutoff from community and all of that. And of course, he goes to the death to bear with that girl, the pain of her death, so that we can be raised to life. Man, it's just, it's just awesome good news. It's awesome good news. And here at the lifting of the pandemic, it's time for a new day. And it is time for a new day. It's time to come out of bondage and into freedom. And it's time for us to come out of chaos and into peace. It's time to come out of the sickness stuff we've been struggling with and come into healing and wholeness. It's time to come out of places where we've been dead and to come into life. It's time to come out of bondages and addictions and come into freedom, right? It's just, it's just time. Man, it's, it's a word right here for us right now because Jesus Christ has won the victory. He is victorious. And in him, there is freedom. In him, there is light. In him, there is life. In him, there is community. And in him, there is no more guilt and no more shame. I'm born of God. I'm free. It's a song we used to sing back in the 20 years ago. I'm born of God. Amen. And uh, so, you know, the, the cool thing is, Think about this. The, the guy's like, Jesus, son of God, in God's name, don't torture me. That's, that's from the devil. But, but his humanity's expressing it. And that's, that's what we do. And so what does Jesus do? He well, we casts the demons out. But then what is the picture of the man with Jesus? It's face to face, sitting around in his right mind, relating to Jesus, a relationship. Wow. You know, and what happens with the woman? You know, power goes out from him. He could have gone on. The disciples are going, "Yeah, you're in like a rugby scrub and you're asking, you know, who touched you? And he, something, power goes out and he turns around. What's he looking for? He's looking for her face. It's about relating to God. This is who God is. This is the way God is. He's bringing us into, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Prostone theon was face to face turned toward from all eternity, wow. was with God. That's what he's bringing us into. Even the, with the girl, picks her up by the hand. By the, by the hand, come on. The son of God picks you up by the hand, raises you from the dead. It's about relationship. It's about relationship. And it is time to receive it if you need to receive it. And it is time to share it. And we all need to share it. You may need a miracle this morning. You may need release from sin and bondage. And I I just want to say, Jesus will do it. Jesus will do it. He's done it. He's doing it. And he will do it. And he's done it. And he's doing it. And he will do it. And so this salvation is not something that happened to you a long time ago. Or five years ago. Or one year ago. Or 20 years ago. It's still happening. That's the gospel of the kingdom is that, believing this gospel is something we live into it's something we embody that changes our thinking and then it has we have to be revised again and we have to go to 3.0 you know 2.0 got corrupted got wonky and so we need a fresh revision of our thinking and of our tenderizing of our hearts and so the deal is he wants he wants a relationship with us I just want to say that to everybody, whatever the struggles, the trials, the hard things he wants to relate to you. He really does. He wants to relate to you. He wants to know you and he wants you to know him. He wants you to open yourself up to him. He wants you to come back to him. That's he wants that for me, for you, for all of us. And we are his body. And I mean, that, the implications of that, just the intimacy of that, the fullness is, is together with others. Part of what he's doing in bringing us to freedom and out of shame is to bring us back into community together. And we need each other. And I just want to say, come on, today's the day. <laughs> Today is the day of salvation. If you would stand up. And I just want to give us a chance here to respond to Jesus, we don't. Thanks, Asher. We don't have. There's. It's too tight up here at the front. But I want to encourage you. I mean, I think pretty much everybody can respond to this in some way. But I'm going to give a couple of different uh, opportunities to respond. And I want to just encourage you. If you've got somebody close by, if you, especially if you came with somebody, just just pray. Be safe um, in praying for each other. But uh, just. Uh, yeah. So this, this this first one is, I just want to encourage you, if you need to receive Jesus, just the, the way I'm preaching Jesus right now, you haven't responded to Jesus, because it's not just intellectual assent. It's not just kind of believing some things. We want to make sure that we're not preaching the gospel in a way that leaves out discipleship. Like he's, he's saying, come follow me. And if you're ready to follow him, then let somebody know today. Now let's jump in. You can jump in today. There's nothing stopping you. Today's a starting point, and then it's a life of walking with Jesus, but walking with Jesus, and it's a daily thing, but it starts with saying, yes, Lord, I receive you. You are the King. You are the Lord. I believe in you. I repent and turn to you. Today is the day. Today is... part of what's hitting me too is today's the day for the crowd to stop being just the crowd and to become disciples that are actually following the Lord. And another one is if you believed in the past, but you haven't really been walking with Him, man, let's, let's, let's do business with the Lord right here and now today and commit to following. And then Finally, all these things we've been talking about, these specific areas freedom, healing, life there's just something like, hey, the Lord's stirring something to me. I want to be free in this, this area. This has gotten out of balance. This is a good thing, but it, done overdone, it feels like I'm not totally free. So I just, man, let's go for freedom. Jesus wants that for us, He wants that. He wants to be sitting with us in our right mind having a conversation with us. He wants to come find us when the shame's lifted and look into our eyes and see us. Okay? So, Father, would you just meet us wherever we're at in the midst of just that, this, this exodus message here of coming out of bondage and into freedom and life, coming out of the pain of shame and, and coming into dignity and wholeness and healing and life. Would you just meet us today in the name of Jesus? Amen. We're going to take just a this little time here. Ashley's going to keep playing. Just pray with somebody. Just if you can. Somebody came with. Mask up if you feel like you need to do that. And pray. Lord, meet us. We need you, God. Right here in this moment. We need you, Lord. We receive you receive the kingdom message. seconds, and we'll wrap up here. Jesus. I just want to encourage everybody, as we're coming to close here this morning, that uh, that you would just remember what's the one thing you want to walk out of this time with today? What's, what's something that the Lord really dropped in your heart? You know, there's freedom, healing. You know, one thing for me is just the revelation of Jesus. Like He perfectly reveals the Father. You know, and while we're shouting at Him in our anger and brokenness and saying, don't torture us, He's wanting to put us in our right minds and sit with us and be with us and have fellowship with us and make things right in us. But what's yours? What are you leaving with today? Just make a mental note right now and tell somebody. You know, I'm telling them before you leave, but it's good to say, Lord, what are the seeds of the kingdom that you're sowing in my heart today so that we don't let go of those things? Father, would you change us, mold us, make us? Restore image, make things right in us. We want to be people that are for the glory of God. This life-giving, multi-ethnic expression of your people. Lord, would you just make things right in us. Keep our hearts set on you, Jesus. And being your people together in this place on the mission of God. Your mission to make things right in broken humanity. Save the world. Save our city. In the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord, and say amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you as you go. You are kingdom people. Let's go embody it as we leave. In Jesus' name, amen. Go in peace.